We're coming in hot to give you our hot takes on all the latest mental health news. From headlines and memes to developments and breakthroughs. We go into this show blind with the hopes of learning something new. Before sharing some bunny hugs. And leaving with our eyes wide open. I'm Nick. And I'm Todd. And this is Mental Health Headline Hot Takes. We're glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Mental Health Headlines Hot Takes. I am spinning the wheel to see who goes first. And it landed on Todd's Choice. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. It's a nice looking wheel, but I made the arrow so big, I can't see what what pie it lands on. (laughs) I still think you're rigging it. I'm not. I don't know (laughs) know what the benefit would be. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My choice. You know what I like when you go first. I know it's. Oh, you know really? what? Now no, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Because you've gone first the last little while here. Uh, so this one is called Health PEIs. That's Prince Edward Island, this province in Canada. New mental health and addictions ER expected to be a game changer. So health. Predi- oh, this is interesting because I saw an article that w- sounds like it was the opposite of this. So I'm curious to hear this. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm I curious. didn't pick it, but what, I'm curious what you're going to say about this now. So health PEI uh, staff and patients are calling Prince Edward Island's new mental health and addictions emergency department thought to be the first of its kind in Atlantic Canada game changer. Uh, we can take them from the busy waiting room out front and provide a quiet space. Uh, oh, sorry. This is uh, with CBC by Isabel Gallant or Gallant. Maybe it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, uh, the province of Prince Edward Island, which is very—it's our smallest province, really small um, population—they have now made in their biggest hospital a different intake ER for mental health, um, and so it sounds like people get processed quicker. Uh, where where is this located? Is this like Prince Can- Edward Island? So it's like uh, Atlantic Canada. It's a tiny okay. island. Okay. Um, so the article I, I had seen was actually, it was here in the States, but it was ER doctors asking for more support to support mental health patients that come in because they're seeing such an increase. So that was a, it's like the opposite problem. So good. Well, let's see if we can find a good oh, solution okay. here. Okay. So this is, yeah, you go into the ER, same ER you would normally, but then if it's a mental health or addictions issue, they take you to a different kind of processing area. So there's not like you know, people screaming and, you know, know, an ER is very hectic and busy. And when you're in a mental health crisis, you don't want to sit for some people are up to 15 hours in the waiting room. Uh, So they, they have kind of more of a nice lounge area and people are, you know, it's a quieter kind of more calm place for people to sit and wait for their uh, um, psychologists or psychiatrists or doctors to come, to come meet them. I mean, it's still a hospital, still kind of sterile, but there's no, you know, bells and whistles and people running by and the the room they put you in, it's not just, you know, the walls are loaded with beeping things and whatever. It's uh they give you a nice little chair and and then you get processed quicker. Uh so you see someone quicker and yeah, you're not amongst a bunch of uh you know trauma you know, physical trauma patients. Or sick people like or yeah, the flu or sick people. this time of year. Yeah. Um and for myself that has sat in a, um, an emergency room before for mental health uh, reasons, um, 
I, I imagine it's it's pretty nice because <laughs> I remember sitting there for many hours with my wife and my brother and basically putting a hood over my head because I'm like sobbing and like I'm, you know, I'm in a mental health crisis. And there's other people just sitting there reading magazines and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to have a, a nice quiet place where we could just chill out waiting for to see the doctor and, and stuff. And then, you know, the ambulance comes in and they rush someone in. It was, yeah, it, it's, it's so all very scary they, and weird. So, so sometimes I would imagine that there's a blurry line between physical and mental uh, challenges. Do they say anything in there about how they vet that? Because for example, I know the first time I had a panic attack, I didn't really know I was having a panic attack and it wasn't, I didn't go to the hospital, but and this wasn't that long ago. This was like the fall of fallish. It was cold. So it was probably like November, 2022, maybe a little sooner, maybe a little earlier than that. Cause right around my divorce. Right. So it was, um, it was not how I imagined it would be. <laughs> like if I, so I, I wonder how they decipher someone who's maybe having a panic attack versus a heart attack. Cause either way that could be like a life or death situation. Right. Right. And that's yeah, just one that's example, good, but I'm curious yeah. about that. Well, that's a good question because a lot of people, you know, it's both. Yeah. Um, whether the physical cause the mental or the man mental cause the physical pain. I'm I'm assuming if it's something like that, this is just me assuming. I'm assuming they would take care of the physical first and and you'd be I guess it depends how big of an emergency it is too. Like Yeah. I was just curious like how they're question. sort of how they're sort of deciding who goes where or what the system would be there. Cause I think that could just, that could in yeah. itself become kind of like a, but the output I think is probably a good one. Like you said, like less distractions, less of the, um, energy for lack of a better word of what an ER has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Um, I'm assuming unless it's like really black and white, they just put you in the physical yeah er i'm guessing but yeah. um but yeah it's uh i think that's a great idea they've talked about doing something like that here in saskatchewan um we do get our um health funding from our provinces and there's a family in the city of saskatoon in saskatchewan and they've donated millions of dollars to mental health and they actually donated a whole like wing of the hospital for something like this a while ago but uh, to the government and to the people of Saskatchewan, like here, here's its own, here's your own emergency area for mental health, mm. but the government wouldn't provide the staffing. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like this has I been think a, they have since then, but this has been a common theme that comes up as like, there's like these measures that are good on paper, but there's not like the answer on follow through. Right. I think we've had a few of these stories where it's like, oh, I like that in theory, but like, well, how does that translate to actual tangible people doing it, building, yeah. you know, all of that stuff, the facility and uh, allocating right. parts of the facility. Well, oh, and that's the other thing with this facility is um, there are some rooms. I think there's only like five or six rooms and it's for like a two night stay as opposed to like a long-term stay in the hospital. So it does kind of fill in a bit of that gray area, which a lot of ERs, it's like, like when I went to the ER for my mental health crisis was like, well, go home. 
because we don't have room right, for you. I remember but, that. But it's not like, okay, I did, maybe I didn't need two weeks stay, but a couple nights just for observation and get me level again and then come up with a mental health plan for me to leave. And and they have social workers in this uh, mm-hmm. um, new facility too and stuff. So uh, I think ultimately, <laughs> I mean, I think ultimately it'll be really great. And um, I mean, even five and six rooms, that's not very many, but it's a start. Like we always say on the show, we're very critical of new things, but also got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. So it's, at least it's a start. <clears throat> I think a, um, in some of this stuff, a step in the right direction is good as long as there's like follow through planned out. Right. Right. And then that, that's kind of why I like the two nights stay. There's kind of a follow through. It's not like, okay, you're in the emergency and, we still have nowhere to put you <laughs> or we right. have no plan for you. At least they can stay for a couple of days. And well, and then two, you, figured out. you think about like, I'll use the flu again, but you think about the flu, right? You got people coming for the flu. They need equipment. You don't want someone who just needs like, not just, but you know, needs a, a mental health professional or a counselor or some talk therapy or some, you know, anxiety meds or whatever that is. You don't want those people taking up rooms of people that need like the heavier medical equipment and vice versa, right? Like you don't want to have mm-hmm. to shove someone who needs, um, you know, heavy equipment to, to heal in a place where they don't have that. So it, I feel like it kind of balances that out in a way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, I think, I think it'll be interesting to see in a year's time or whatever, how it's been running and what, you know, I'm sure there'll be people with, you know, criticisms or there's always growing pains and new things like this and listen things dude, where people they can prove. people would hate santa claus in this day and age there's haters <laughs> for everything he's a creep he's yeah, a creep breaks in your house <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a lot of reasons to dislike yeah. santa honestly <laughs> yeah. well here yeah, there we go but but we'll to, we'll uh, but i agree and it, christmas time. but yeah so hopefully that works out really well for prince edward island and uh, make sure you make a, a note for yourself so we can check in on that next year. Uh, every note I make, I lose. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's many notes right there. I'll, uh, add to it. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so, yeah, that was a, that was a kind of a nice story. I, I, I'm trying to go nicer stories because the last little while I've been like, I leave this meeting a little depressed. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, or angry. I changed. I changed my one of my stories today because, well, a new a new thing came out. But yeah, it was like the one was like too depressing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I picked a different, a less depressing but still depressing one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know unless there's more you want to say to this story. No, I think it, like I said, I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm interested on the follow through. Mm-hmm. Or well, of course there could be a provincial election next year or something. And then it all changes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. As ideologies and funding changes, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Here too, here too. We're this year, this year for the U S presidential election, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> Put on a helmet 
a bulletproof vest, anything you can to protect yourself because all hell's about to break loose. Yeah, you think so? Yes. I've kind of been putting on blinders. It's yeah. like, I don't want to know. Tell Smart. me when it's over. Smart. <laughs> it's just a shit show. It's a total mm-hmm. shit show. But so I've got a a little, I guess, slightly related to what we were talking about earlier. Um, so my story today is actually a column in Psychology Today from Dr. Isabel Morley, who is, full disclosure, a friend of mine and board member on the UCAN Foundation, the Unscripted Cast Advocacy Network, um, that I co-founded with her and Jeremy Hartwell to support reality cast members, mental health, legal support, and advocate for uh, better working conditions in the industry. And she released a column on Psychology Today uh, that is say that is titled, Why I Won't Ever Write About Love is Blind Again, A Personal Perspective, A Psychologist Guilt-Induced Plea. So, why do I think that this article is timely? Well, currently, as we speak, the latest season, season six, is airing. And full disclosure to those of you who don't know, I was on season two as a main cast member and have since started my foundation. And um, you know, I, I advocate very hard for change based on my experience and the experience of you know, well over a hundred others who have reached out to the foundation. So getting that all out of the way, what I really want to talk about is her key points and her plea to viewers, because what I'm seeing happen and it, and it just keeps happening with these shows is every, every season, every show. And this isn't just love is blind, but for the context of the article, um, it is the latest season because there's so much bullying, hate, that I know for a fact cast members are receiving death threats, death threats by general public people or yes. Yes. And on top of the death threats, I also am aware that several people from this cast have said what they, they are experiencing mental breakdowns. Okay. And in some cases, even being able or even being forced to continue filming a reunion episode. Okay. So, This is getting to the point where it is literally like Gladiator Games or the Hunger Games, where we are ripping our peers, like human beings. We're all peers. We're all in this together. And just because you see them on TV doing a certain thing or behaving a certain way, you have to remember you don't have the context. They can be edited out of order anything whatsoever, not to mention the pressure of the thing. So back to the article, um, her key points in this article, which link is below is that we should consider reality TV to be fiction given the influence of producers and editing, which I agree, which also we have a move on.org petition, move on.org slash reality. And maybe I'll throw that link down here too, where we're just simply asking these producers to put a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode, right? Saying that these are highly edited for entertainment purposes only. Like basically like watch it like it's a show, enjoy it like it's a show. Don't think that these are accurate representations of who these people are. So I'm done pitching mm-hmm. myself. So she also says, or my, my work, um, cast members on reality TV are not accurately portrayed as who they are in real life. And lastly, she says, in this light, amazing cast members 
or I'm sorry, in this light, analyzing cast members can lead to unfair public opinions that damage their mental health. So she really goes through in this article, which again is below, and talks about reality TV not being real, and we need to stop viewing it as that way. Um, She also brought an interesting point up about expert opinions and that experts who weigh in, other psychologists, mental health counselors that weigh in on these um, these shows, and, and this one specifically right now, they they weigh in on these shows based on the limited amount of information. And I've, I've of course, listened to some of them. I've even talked to some of them. Um, I've been interviewed by them, and I've interviewed some of them myself. And so even they, even when they admit, like, I don't have the full picture, which most of them do a good job of saying, like, based on what I'm seeing, or I don't have the full picture, I don't know this or this, or if I was working with them in this scenario, this is what I would do. And mm-hmm. her, her, um, her thing was she didn't want her point here. She doesn't want to add her name to the mix of analyzing things without all of the context and the reality of the actual uh, timeline of events of what happened. So I think mm. that is something... Um, you know, she goes on that you signed up for it. You can read the article. I highly recommend it. Um, but she had a plea to viewers. Now, do you have anything to comment so far? I, I, I'm just like going through this. I obviously uh, have a well, lot of, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I mean, this is amazing, right? This is what you do. This is what you're passionate about right now. And, uh, so no, I, I blab away, but, uh, full disclosure, I've been watching this season because, my wife is a fan, and we have a small house, so I can't help. But you don't have to apologize watch. or anything about watching it. That's not, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, it's weird because, right? If you watch, then you are kind of. I, I do feel like I'm supporting this production company, and it's like oh, I feel so. I feel bad for watching, but also it's for us. It is entertainment. It's not. Especially, you know, because we know you and stuff now, it's, it's you know, we, we watch and we make comments and we analyze people too. Like, I'm pretty sure she has a borderline personality or that person, you know, they've obviously have some, you know, and then we, and then we both laugh because we're like, we have no idea actually what's going on. This is just what we're, right. we're seeing. So, But I also, um, I don't know for sure, but I would presume neither of you are going online and giving death threats or going <laughs> no. on reddit even, yeah it's like we don't even go to work and talk about the show like we right. just kind of you know she has a glass of wine and watches her show and, and that's well it. i think a lot of people don't realize too that these these are all storylines and like there's elements of reality in them but there's they're literally storylines and it's yeah. all in this giant manufactured situation where you're being told where to go what to do who to, what to talk about all that stuff and you're given yeah. alcohol and it seems from um what i understand and apparently what what i'm dubbing food propaganda it seems like people are being fed a little bit better than i felt i was in my experience but um you know I, I, this public ridicule and and thrashing of our peers like these people are our peers they just happen to be on tv is just mm-hmm. out of hand and then to see the way that the productions drum this stuff up and i mean even the netflix instagram account uh was trolling one of the guys who who was on there and they didn't even tag him what? on it yeah i mean when you have like the it's like borderline evil <laughs> I rest my. I case. try not to believe in good and evil. Like I, I you know, it's yeah. because it's like such a nuanced thing. But yeah. there's been a couple times the last couple of weeks where I've heard things where I'm like, maybe there is such a thing as evil. <laughs> yeah, you know. 
So I, yeah, I, I, and I do, I, again, I don't think, I, I think the reason I bring this up is because I know anytime the show comes out, a new, a new season comes out, I am, I have a dark cloud over me. Yeah. And yeah, you've told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, antis- it's, and now they come out imagine. twice a year. Like there's the anticipation of it coming. Then there's the weeks that it's on and everybody wants to know, what do you think? What do you, well, I'm not watching it. Right. So mm-hmm. the toll that this takes on the cast members, mental health, I think is super important for people to realize. And it's funny because so many of the people that are mean, like have a God quote from the Bible or something in their, their profile. So it's, it's, (laughs) and I use that as a blanket term for people that are like, Oh, you know, mental health advocates talking shit about people online. But the, the Mm. real, the real (laughs) conversation I was hoping to open up here was one, remind Mm -hmm. people of these people are real and ask people to remember why is there a villain in every single show of all the time, no matter what? It's because they're manufactured, right? Mm-hmm. Educate. And this is the plea that Dr. Isabel made that I wanted us to, to share uh, that she made in her article today. And this is fresh because the show's out. The reunion's coming soon. So this is very fresh, right? But she wants people to enjoy reality TV, but be conscious consumer about it, which I think is fair, right? We're conscious consumers Mm -hmm. in, in what we buy, or some of us are what we buy, what we don't buy, how, you know, what we eat, stuff like that. So I I think asking people to do the same thing uh, with reality TV is, is good. And to remember, like you're watching real people and these are Mm -hmm. not necessarily organic situations. So it it could be partially right. It could be completely incorrect uh, or it could be somewhere in, in between, but you're not getting the whole picture. And I think that's yeah. the part where I just want people to to know that these are real people with real challenges that are now being showcased in front of the whole world, as opposed to um, you know in the privacy of of your life. Like if if someone has a cheating scandal, a mental breakdown, um, is just a dick, right? They can off they can do that in the privacy of their their own life very differently. But when these things are shared for the whole world, and I get the you, well, they signed up to do like you don't know the whole story. So my my thought there is I would just like to see people have more empathy towards people and educate yourself about how the shows are made. Watch them for entertainment only, and then if you hate someone on screen, which is her third point don't tell them. You don't have to tell them. You don't know the real story. (laughs) Um, And then I would take it a step further. And I tell people, if you find yourself feeling the need to hate someone that you don't know, or comment on someone's social media that you don't know, or go on Reddit and speculate and gossip about somebody you don't know, look inside and figure out what is it in me that makes me want to do this, and then address that. Because that's going to get you a hell of a lot farther than spewing hate on the internet. And I also, lastly, and then I'm going to just let you take over. I had thought about this back when I was going through the show coming out and all of the commentary going on about me and my relationship uh, from both mental health professionals, but also from just regular old people who commentate on reality TV. And I remember like I used to feel kind of like, I don't want to, I don't know if it was worse. It would feel different. I think she touched on this and I don't think people talk about it. When I would see a psychologist or a therapist or a couples counselor 
commenting on my relationship and it would, it would be, and again, they do it. They seem to do it like with more grace, but if they didn't get something right or they did get something right, even if it wasn't like about a scene or it was about something going on, like it kind of hurt a little bit because it's like, I like, they don't know me. And here they are, like with their platform and their expertise, and they didn't know our relationship or or what it was like the whole process of going through the show. So, like having them weigh in did have more gravitas. It did feel heavier. It did impact me more. So, I think her um, plea to to encourage experts in relationships and mental health to um, you know be ethical in the way that they do these because people will look at you know, someone's commentary on a relationship who's a couples counselor or couples therapist or whatever, and it'll have more gravitas and maybe it'll make them feel vindicated. Right. And then they, maybe they'll be more confident to go be a bully online. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, that's really, really good point. And that's an amazing article that, that she's actually like basically making a call out to all other psychologists and people and be like, Hey, Maybe let's cool it on this because, I mean, you could you could make a commentary about uh, Mr. White on uh, Breaking Bad. It's, it's basically the same thing. It's a character on a TV yes. show that you know nothing about that uh, production has manipulated or whatever to look like this. But no one's going on to Brian Cranston's Instagram and threatening him. Yeah. You know? You're a meth it, dealer. Um, I'm going to kill reminds you. reminds me of like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of like there was, oh, is it misery or or um, in the eighties? I remember there was like people that would like find an actor that was on their favorite soap opera and be like, "I hate you because you cheated oh, on so and so," and people thought they were nuts, right? Yeah. Now there's a whole Friends episode about that, <laughs> and now everybody's doing it, yeah. and no one thinks it's nuts. It's like it's the same thing. This is well, a TV these are, show. Yeah, these are like modern day soap operas, right? And that's that's the right. issue. But like people can't. But these are real people. <laughs> right. But people can't. <laughs> and it's still make believe. Yeah. It's hard to make. Like Isabella said this to me before because I, I, it keeps me up at night wondering who thinks they should be mean to somebody online from a TV show. It keeps me up at night. I would never do. Even if I watch them, like that guy's a f- idiot or whatever. Or what a loser. Or what a, a cheater. Or whatever. Whatever the you know, uh, insult and, and assumption is I would mm-hmm. never go write it on their social media or gossip about it on Reddit. Like I would just take yeah. it as well. Poor that sucks to be that guy. Like move yeah, on. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> exactly. I mean, I, how long have I known you? <laughs> and like, I watch a lot of reality TV. I never question or ask you anything about the show ever mm. other than like, our initial uh, right. interview right. because of you can and the foundation and stuff. Cause I, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. I just, well, who, yeah. Who does think, that? Like, yeah, if think, you want to tell me stuff, that's awesome. Like I I'm open to listen to stuff, but I'm not going to even, even someone I like, I consider you a friend. I'm not going to pry. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I'm definitely not going to go on someone's post, yeah. post something on there. Uh, just, I don't, I think I, I take it. a, I think I have a different approach than a lot of people from reality TV too. Like this is mm. something that I did. It's not something that defines me. It's not who I am. Right. And so when right. I, when I think about that and you know, that's probably why I'm not like the most popular of all. Cause I don't care about the drama. Like I, I, I just want people to be okay. Cause I went through this and I went through it with you know, my ex-wife and I saw what it did to her and I know what it's done to me and I know that it lingers. Um, 
to this moment, to this moment, it lingers. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I just don't, I don't feel like it's a healthy place for us to be as a society when we look at other human beings like this and, and we attack them for something that happened on a TV show. It just seems crazy to me. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's like a foreign concept, but you know, Isabel says she's like, it's the way it's presented and the way the human mind works is that it wants to believe what it sees. Even if Mm -hmm. in the back of your head, you know, which is true, right? Like I'll watch a documentary and I'll be like, this is, I'll have to, even though I know they're still telling a story, you have to like remind yourself, this is a story. I'm being told a story and yeah, there's facts Mm -hmm. in it and there's reality in it, but there's still a story being told. So it isn't a complete representation of reality. Yeah. Yeah. There's an agenda there. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Well, even last night when we were watching some of the conversations, you know, that people are having, I'm like, this conversation is so fake. Guaranteed a producer went up and said, you guys go over there and talk about this now Mm -hmm. so that we can, uh, you know, it was like, <laughs> they or it was like the reenacting conversation they've already had or it's not like, it's like, it, how can people not see this? <laughs> you know, how can people not realize that this is, I have no idea. This I, is just, I almost feel like people do on some level know, but yeah. they get like very reactive and very triggered by something that they see. And right. I think that's when it kind of like falls apart and there's that, that disconnect happens. I think that's yeah. a lot of what happens. I also think, and this is fair, like people, what do you want? I watch a movie or a TV show. I do it to escape. I do it to let my, let my mind wander. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing about this, but then there's the whole people like, can't make that disconnect that like what I'm seeing in front of me, that's been told to me, it's real. And that it's basically a documentary crew following people around. That's not true. Yeah. And to attack someone and, and hurt their mental health and, and, you know, and I'm all for showing support too. Like, I think Mm -hmm. if you like someone on a show or something, you should support them. If you don't just don't say anything. And I think that's the, or if you want to talk about it with your friends, like I have plenty of friends that talk about the housewives. Cool. I don't, I don't have anything to contribute to that, but you know, I'll talk about things they don't have anything to contribute to, but that's okay. Yeah. But like, you don't yeah. have to, you don't have to be mean to people. And I think it's just, I think it's just a, a very sad reflection on where we are, um, a, as a society. And I think we can do better. And I, I'm proud of Dr. Isabel for taking this stance and, and writing about, um, her, her own reflections and guilt. Um, which I don't mm-hmm. think she should have, right? She, you don't know what you don't know. But now we're trying to mm-hmm. tell people so they know. So, right, right, yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate her work. I appreciate your work because, yeah, it's and and I think you're right that it's it says more about the people commenting than it does the people they're commenting to. Uh, but it still which impacts. Is sad. It still impacts yeah. them, even if they know that for sure. I wish I could, I, I, because I, 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 I don't know how many conversations we've had where you've brought up something about the foundation or something. And I see you just see how passionate and heated you get. It's like, I, I, I wish, I don't know. I wish I could say or do something for you to, to separate yourself from it. And well, I, I know I'd be that, the same way as you. I like, I would just get as bothered. Yeah. It's me though. Like I, I have to draw the lines. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. It's but like I get the same way with like when I read articles like we do about mental health stuff and I get like furious and it's like, uh, okay, take a step back. Yeah. 
anyway, sorry. Sorry, be- sorry that you you have been hurt in that. Well, it's yeah. it's more I, I want to turn my experience and the experiences I'm learning of other people and just flip the mirror so people can like see themselves in this and not Boom. not project, um, you know, whatever they have going on inside onto reality cast members that they don't know, that they don't really understand their story and that there's so much speculation and people can't speak up because of the contract there's ndas in there so even if you've been defamed you've been edited out of order you've been lied about and that's the storyline they can't defend themselves without risk of being sued and so right imagine it's a being, trap it is imagine being in a situation where you're being publicly lied about shamed embarrassed and defamed and you Legally, which I argue whether or not it's legal, you legally can't tell the truth. You can't talk about your experience. That's what they're going through. So this is like a, it's not just the hate. It's the fact that we have an inert and um, innate thing inside of us to defend ourselves and, and speak about our truth and our experience. And those are being shut down and silenced. So they can't even, so they just have to take it. It's like going into a boxing fight and just not putting your hands up, not being able to throw a punch and everybody can just come in and throw a couple punches. So be kind, be kind to your favorite and even more so to your least favorite. And by being kind to your least favorite means just don't do anything or say anything. Exactly. It's just a TV show that's made up. Um, They just don't have to pay actors. (laughs) Okay. Well, that was a hot take. I mean, it's good. It was good. Well, I was I was going to initially do AI another AI story, which I might, <laughs> but it's about like it was kind of depressing. It was about AI being used to like recreate deceased relatives and the impacts that would have on mental health. I almost did that one because I brought it up the other day oh, when we did. were talking. I I brought it up and I was like, hey. Oh, I don't Here's the article that. about it. I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about AI again. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> that, that's this week's episode. I hope, um, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back again next week. We'd love to hear your comments and concerns, and if you have any articles or anything you would like for us to cover or to look at, feel free to reach out to us, uh, but be kind to us, okay? We're real people. Till next week. See ya. This has been our Mental Health Headline Hot Takes. We're so glad you came. Remember, when you heal yourself, you heal the world. Be sure to like this video, leave comments, and suggest articles for future episodes. Hit subscribe to Eyes Wide Open and Bunny Hugs and Mental Health.